Oh, hi, Mark. The biggest match in history right here. Come on, guys, let's brainstorm this puppy. Like a boss. Let me get this straight. I'm gonna spell it out for you. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Ball game. This dude was right when he called you out on his podcast. This is gonna end very badly. I'm not a good guy. You ain't stepped up, you fell off. You don't get a trophy for participation. And these two right here, well, they're my insurance policy. This is a great show. No enhancement needed. Hello, everyone listening. Welcome to Wishful Booking. My name is Liam McNulty. I'm joined by Jimmy Moorcraft. How you guys doing? Feeling extreme? Certainly feeling uh, feeling like under the burden of lots of regulations, Got that at right. least. I think I'm feeling more extreme than the pay-per-view was. Extreme regulations. Mm-hmm. They took a different approach with it this year. That should be the new name. The rules weren't extreme because there were less of them. The rules were actually just extra prevalent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess we've already gotten right into extreme <laughs> rules. Overall, generally not a great show. Definitely saved by the pretty stellar main event, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Oh, yeah. Should we start from the beginning? Sure. Cool. Do it. <laughs> a no- that's a novel idea, right? Sounds good. Let's start from the end. Memento style. Uh, so the kickoff match, Kalisto beat Apollo Cruz. Not really sure what they're doing with this feud. They're just kind of doing the same plot point now for a couple of weeks. Ultimately, Titus is not a great mentor, I think. Is the yeah, point. it's... I, I don't... Or wrestler, really. or just generally doesn't yeah. really have much of a gimmick. I am excited how Akira Tozawa is and being integrated into this, because I kind of feel like Apollo Cruz could be a good cruiserweight division competitor if he dropped i think like five pounds i'm pretty sure he's like 210 he's that close to it yeah he's 210 wow. yeah um and him and akira tozawa are really good friends in real life it just sucks because i'm assuming this is leading to some type of a heel turn or yeah but then you see him like talking to tozawa and like they're best friends in real life so that made me like want to see them in a tag team like turning on titus but uh wow. their match was actually i have to say probably like the second best wrestled match of the night did you see it the entire Kalisto match versus cruise yeah. No, I didn't. It, it was good. It was a 10-minute match. I mean, thinking about... Well, yeah, check it out. The third, Miz and Ambrose was good, but that was like... The submission game. match, the main event. Okay, fourth. <laughs> um, but Not yeah, bad for a pre-show it, it was match. there, and I don't really don't know what's happening. But Titus O'Neil was on 205 Live, so maybe Apollo Crews is going to be what on 205 Live. He was in a backstage segment with Tozawa trying okay. to like, influence him to be... Part of the Titus brand. Which is a repeat of the Brian Kendrick storyline. I don't know why they're yeah, giving Tazawa these yeah. like, when they recruiting storylines. When they had Tazawa on Raw, I'm like, wait, why was he... He wasn't susceptible to Kendrick's advances, mm-hmm. but now in the same way, and Titus has yeah, you know, so. not a great success rate, as they pointed yeah. out. Um, so, yeah, well, that's more than enough time I think we spent on that match. Uh, Miz versus Ambrose... They didn't do what you would think based on the stipulation in place. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it came into play towards the end and ultimately cost Ambrose, but not in the not in the most direct way you would think. How did you think about the way it played out? Um, I'm like wishy-washy on it. I gave it three and a quarter stars because I did think that it was wrestled well and the intensity was there. Yeah. I think it was a bit long. It was 20 minutes exactly, which for me was a little long. Yeah. Um, I knew Only that- six matches on the card. Right, but then you look at Alexa and Bailey; they only got five minutes. So oh you know, but that's a whole. We'll get there in a yes, couple minutes. Yes, we will. But we'll uh, but I mean, I really don't have that much to say about it. Like you said, you know, they kind of defied expectations. For me, knowing how Miz is like this, you know, conniving character, I don't know why he waited like fifteen minutes to have Murray slap him. Like, why yeah. wouldn't you do that earlier on in the match? Yeah. Um, I I, so I did like the that, moment where he's just. 
it was like it just occurred to him where he's like, slap yeah. me, slap me, slap yeah, me right no, now. Yeah, no, I did, yeah. <laughs> you still oh, look at makes you wonder and... how their bedroom, like, how their uh, <laughs> sex life is. Yeah. Um, like I said, it, it, it was a good match, you know, in terms of, you know, wrestling and whatnot. Um, having The Miz as the Intercontinental Champion again is good, but I just kind of want him in a different playing field. Like, I don't know if he should be in the Universal title picture yet, but I also, I don't know, I feel like... Him and Ambrose were like wrestling on SmackDown forever, and now they're yeah. Raw wrestling forever. Forever, and yeah. I'm more looking forward to what his next challenge is going to be beyond Ambrose. Yeah. Um, their segment on Raw, I really enjoyed. I have to say, I thought that was very, I'm very. Glad, yeah, well I'm glad done. you brought it up. Me too. The entire thing was really um, the way it played out with the yeah. celebration. Again, not what you would expect mm-hmm. going into it, and uh, Miz's paranoia just cost oh my God, him. Him Ambrose. beating up that gift is a gif. No pun intended. <laughs> elbow dropping the gift is a gift for the ages. Definitely, um, definitely. And uh, I like how the camera avoided the cameraman in the ring until like when I was like, oh, well, there was Ambrose. Until it became relevant, um, yeah. He has done that before in a feud with Chris Jericho where he was yeah, the cameraman. Yeah, yeah. But it was still interesting and fresh. And um, but It I don't wasn't know. what Miz was expecting, obviously. Right. Like it- and remember last week I was talking about how I wanted Elias Samson to take the title off of Dean Ambrose. Obviously, that yeah, can't happen you now. Yeah, did mention that. But him and Ambrose are still looking like they're in some type of a feud. Yeah. So I'm liking that people online were saying how Elias Samson was buried by Ambrose. But, I mean, he got the last laugh on Raw. He was the one who left Ambrose lying in the end. I don't end. think Elias Samson. I mean, if you consider what people were expecting of him coming into so the that's main, what I'm main saying. Roster, I said like, I didn't even think he would be on not Raw. Ba- not at a burial this time. by any means. Absolutely. I yeah, I think he's in a better position than I ever thought he'd be, and I think yeah. he's doing really great. And I'm still impressed. So definitely, uh, this entire feud is uh, definitely better than I thought it would be. Yeah, I'll put it that way. Yeah, on paper, better yeah. than what you would expect, and just well executed, like well acted. Maurice, the yeah, Miz on everything. Raw, yeah, it was, it was really good. came off well, in my opinion. Absolutely. Also, yeah. And you can't teach that. So the next match on Extreme Rules: uh, Sasha Banks and Rich Swan versus Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, pretty much what I expected, and that's about all I have to say about it. Yeah, I don't have much to say about it. Although I'm happy they let Swan win in his hometown. So, yeah. I mean, that's usually a curse, and Sasha Banks alluded to that in an interview. And uh, Yeah, he broke the curse. Right? Yeah. If anyone's keeping track. No longer shall any superstar ever, henceforth, lose <laughs> in their hometown. It shall only be glorious victory from now on. If anyone's keeping track, I gave this two and a quarter stars out of uh, five. Oh, God damn. No. Oh, that's man. Double. Double. That's... Uh, um, Everyone's got something to say. And then on Raw, I'm trying to think. Oh, right. Sasha Banks was included in the segment with Alexa Bliss, which goes into our next match. How Alexa Bliss was. Well, first of all, we should was, probably talk about the match with Bailey and then go into the. Yeah, Raw let's segment, talk about even that. Though that match was. Just, um, wow. Wh- what is there to say? What the fuck happened? Poor how, Bailey. Yeah, poor Bailey. How, just how get her back to full sail as soon as possible? How bad does Bailey look in this situation? Just do you think that's what it's going to take going back to uh, NXT? Uh, I don't think that'll ever happen. Because um, sometimes in the past, even if they're on the main roster. You would use someone like a Bailey to elevate another superstar on NXT. Yeah. But then she would ultimately lose again. So that yeah, wouldn't yeah. really work. So I don't think she's going to NXT. I just think that they messed her up. I don't think she should have. First of all, I don't think she should have won the title before WrestleMania. That was a mistake in itself. She should have won the title for the first time at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. Absolutely. Beating Charlotte Streak. Um, you lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> and this is coming from a huge Alexa Bliss fan. 
I was not expecting her to win when she did a payback. So yes, I'm loving that they are just. I mean, she is untouchable right now. In but the ring. it's at the expense of Bailey, like you're saying. It is. So it's just it's um, a it's yeah. a bittersweet. So, I mean. Just talking about the match, I gave it two and a half stars out of five. Generous. Um, Alexa Bliss. Alexa, you're talking about the cane on a pole match? Yeah. Well, just because Alexa generous. Bliss is part of it. Well, Alexa Bliss basically gets all of it. Just the viciousness with which she attacked Bailey. Those were hard shots. Yeah. I mean, and, oh, that's, yeah, and there were yeah, a few yeah. of that's them. That's true. There were a that's few true. of them. And they did do a callback to the payback match when Alexa Bliss put Bailey's head into the kendo stick like she did in the ring post in payback. Oh, I, didn't, I think I didn't that pick was up intentional. That. It okay. may not be. I kind of think it was. Um, right. And it was right before she got DDT'd. So that I kind of liked. Yeah. Um, I don't know why Alexa like Bliss isn't using Twisted Bliss anymore. I don't know if WWE Creative thought it was like an exciting move, but I love that move. Yeah. I mean, it's not even that like impactful, well, but I just don't know why she's going to a DDT. I liked that they're elevating the DDT moves, itself, yeah. mm. but at the same time, she has other... Well, I mean, you know, she's using it as a finisher. You've got other people doing it as a nothing right. move, just like they have been. Yeah. For... I mean, in a kendo stick match where Bailey was smashed over the back five or six times with the kendo no, stick, that's that true. makes sense. That's and even true. last month, after getting her head knocked into a pole and then a DDT. Yeah, at that head. point, it's icing on the cake. Uh, but... So I'm hoping that she does go back to the Twisted Bliss eventually. But um, I think well, I'm Bailey. Thinking just in the context they've had her in, it's kind of awkward to have her go up to the turnbuckle in, yeah. with these finishes, you know, like if they're selling the head and yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm hopeful that it's back. But um, they mentioned that Bailey's home nursing her injuries. I hope that they, I don't know. I'm, Is she I'm nursing honestly, her brain? I'm honestly hoping the first time Bailey returns back to programming is when they start laying the seeds for the Sasha Banks program. Because I'm starting to wonder if the title needs to be on the line for that feud to happen. Yeah. Because they're both not doing anything right now. Although I still want Bailey and Sasha in Brooklyn the last time they're in Brooklyn for the championship based on yeah. my... And a lot of people's appreciation for that match. I mean, yeah, it was yeah, incredible. Yeah. Mine as well. I just don't know. I mean, unless Sasha takes the belt off Alexa like next month, uh, I don't see it happening. So I'm starting to think that maybe you just do the Bailey and Sasha feud with no title for a while. Yeah. And maybe just hold off until WrestleMania doing the title match with them too at this point. Is that going to be, at this point, is that going to be like the secondary feud in the women's division on Raw? Because, you know, if hoping... it's not going to have the title, and you're right, I don't see it featuring the title at this point. Yeah. And it's just, you know, the title seems to have been a, like a crucial part of the story. Yeah. You know, it would yeah. have made so much more sense for Sasha to cost Bailey the title Absolutely, as the yeah. jumping off point for that feud, if indeed that is the plan. Now, maybe they're, not only, maybe they've decided to just wait. Yeah. You know? And then transitioning to Raw, I don't feel like they did enough with the Nia Jax Alexa Bliss storyline because they had the backstage segment when they were in London. And then there was no mention of it. Oh, I man, thought yeah. that Nia no, Jax would yeah, interfere in the kendo stick match. That's what I predicted in our yeah, last like show. You, like you would if, right. if they are keeping her in so mind at all. They want Alexa to be strong. She won again. That's two times she won. Basically clean. I mean, it yeah. was a kendo stick match, so it I was mean, allowed. Based on the rules, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and last month, I you know, you could say that it was underhanded, but I don't really think that was intentional when she put her head into the ring post. No, Just yeah, kind of, she kind of, afterwards, she kind of used it to her advantage. Yeah. Not necessarily um, that it was her plan. But there's other blatant ways that could have made her cheat. So they yeah. definitely want her to look strong. So now on Raw, Kurt Angle is already in a bad mood because of this whole tech messaging scandal and Alexa Bliss, who even with Kurt Angle, you know, that's a private, that's a private matter. I don't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't really bring it up on a podcast like this. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Like they talked about in commentary, how Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss are best friends. 
And yeah. I don't know. I just would have explored that more. Like you could have done Alexa and Naya versus Bailey and Sasha in like a tag team feud. Maybe yeah. get the title out of it for a little bit. And that's how you also can have Sasha and Bailey come to blows. Yep. Um, you build but now that they're just already, it looks split. like, well, they did Alexa and Naya on Raw and smartly. Kind of. Uh, yeah. And Alexa Bliss was oh, brilliant. When in, you started this conversation, well, started the Raw part by saying Sasha was Backstage, backstage, yeah. and she was the only one of the, who was those smart, women yeah. who was, who just was not, a, not a complete idiot. Yeah, and manipulated by right. Alexa Bliss, who is the only one that comes out of this situation looking remotely competent, let alone stellar. So obviously, Dana Brooke and uh, Mickey James wanted to watch Alexa Bliss get her comeuppance. Obviously, Alexa Bliss goes outside of the ring, instigates them. They don't think, oh, hey, maybe she's doing this to avoid a six-foot monster getting her title from her, and they hit her, and that causes a disqualification. So yeah, I'm wondering it's if... understandable. They probably don't watch wrestling. I'm wondering if maybe they're going to be integrated into the women's title feud, or if they were just there to, like I said, cause a disqualification. Yeah, just, just to But I am interested in where it goes, because if they do like Alexa and Nia in like a one-on-one match, I mean, as much as I love Alexa Bliss... I also like Nia. You can't have Alexa Bliss beat Nia Jax. Clean. No, I mean, I don't know. Not. God damn, hell. Unless, like, something, I don't know, some cheating. But, I mean, yeah. you know, there's no roll-ups. You know, it's just, it's hard. Yeah, um, it's difficult. So that's why I just think they're doing this way too soon. I would have liked to see Alexa and Nia have a united front and Nia play, not like the typical bodyguard, but, you know, she's knowing that she's getting a title shot in the back of yeah. her mind. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am interested to see where this feud goes after Raw. Um, like, yeah, do, like, do they too. do another match so, with Great Balls of Fire? Like, so I you're don't... saying, like, right now the program is Alexa Bliss, Nia, and that's why you think it's soon. Yeah. Um, well, maybe it's not. They had the match on Raw. You would think that Kurt Angle would say, all right, that's BS. We need to have another match and probably schedule yeah. for Great Balls of Fire. But I don't I don't think it's safe to say that's what's going to happen. You know? No, yeah, Until no, that's why I'm intrigued it. by what's going to happen. So, uh, Me too. A lot of Same here. Definitely, yeah. definitely. I guess we talk about the tag team debacle. Some more head-scratchingly, extremely confusing rules for the cage match mm-hmm. at Extreme Rules. Um, I hate when they do this, man. I hate when they... Do this? They've never done this before, I don't think. No, no. No, no, no. Oh, but, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. You're right. What I'm talking about is when they blindside you with these totally asinine rules at a left field. You're expecting a cage match. I honestly prefer cage matches where the only way to win is by escape. I think they unanimously should always be, but I mean, WWE typically pinfalls and submissions are allowed. It's just th- yeah. this situation, obviously based on the way it played out, just doesn't make any sense to have that be no. the only way to win in this tag team setting. It just makes them all look so stupid. Both teams should allow one of their opponents to escape so they could be left alone two on one versus the remaining Yeah. blah, blah, blah. What did you think? Uh, well, I struggled to give this match three stars if Man. it wasn't, if it wasn't for Jeff Hardy's, um, whisper in the wind off the top. And the also wind. the fact was they did utilize the cage. Well, I thought a lot of cage matches nowadays, they don't even really acknowledge it. So yeah. I did like that. Um, the double white noise off the ropes was a good spot as you think that all the cage matches should just be escape. I would agree with that. I do not think in any cage match that there should be a door. Because why on God's green earth is Matt Hardy climbing over? I don't know. Listen, right. in a cage, you're trapped in a you're cage. It's right. not a door. A yeah. cage prevent. If you have a dog in a cage, yes, there is a door, but it's usually locked. Yeah. You know, like I don't think any cage should have a door ever. I think it's the stupidest thing ever. It's the worst trope. It's just it, it became just, the way it is, I hate and now that. there's I hate no it. reason for it. 
Wouldn't have been my first call. That's why the Ambrose Asylum match, as much as it will go down as like one of the worst stipulations ever, it didn't mm -hmm. have a door, and that alone made me enjoy the match. Really? Yeah, really. So did. that's just a side note of cage matches, and I'm going to stop there. No, no, you're longer. right, though. But like I said, the match was exciting at times, and that last second where they're both climbing off, I was very like, oh my God, what's going to happen? But at the same time, why is Jeff were, Hardy, they never said that like... You had to be thinking, yeah, it's hard to be excited in those last few seconds because you're thinking, wait, Matt's already out. They won. Right. Jeff's I mean, Michael Cole already. did a good job saying like, oh no, Jeff re-entered the match. But I'm thinking, but why? Like, why yeah. does that matter? Like, he's still... If you get pinned in a match, if you go back in the ring, do you like get to get pinned you re again? You re-entered the match. Like, it's the same yeah. like Royal Rumble. You get thrown over the rope. Like, I, I just... That was just dumb. There was no way you can wrap your head around why he would have to be re-entering this match right now. It just, just doesn't a, make sense. It's just weird to put that on the fans in the moment to have to figure that out. Yeah. Like, even with what Michael Cole is trying to say to help right. us get there, it's just like, but why, though? Yeah. But um, why, though? And I don't know. As much as the Hardy Boys have... Listen, they're still amazing. I do think that they have slowed down a little bit in the ring. You know, I, I noticed Matt Hardy getting winded a little more and whatnot. Yeah, well, I mean, at uh, this point. But, they've been... you know, when Matt Hardy's dragging Jeff, like, the psychology of that last segment of the match was very intriguing to me. And I think that the Hardy Boys did a good job of selling the defeat and whatnot. Um, Monday Night on Raw, Cesaro and Sheamus beat Heath Slater and Rhino, which is yeah. whatever. But I just don't like their promos. I'm sorry. I just something about them turning heel is not clicking for me, and it just hasn't. And I don't know if it will. Delete, delete, <laughs> delete. I want yeah. to delete them, not as a tag team because they work well together and they've utilized tag team combination moves and whatnot. But just we are the bar. I don't. I just, just we so, are the bar. I don't. I don't know. I just don't. <laughs> yeah. I just don't like it. I still believe that if Cesaro and Sheamus lost at Extreme Rules, although Cesaro just turned. Seamus could have turned on Cesaro and you could have built a program with them and finally pay that off, like we said last week. A year later at SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, which they still and, could do, and, but I mean, and it's you not said likely. they just turned him heel, but it's still rather fresh. So if that next match, the cage match, if they lost again and then Seamus turned on him, I think it would have worked. But now I don't know. I mean, what happened? Who is going to take. Enzo and Cass, I don't know if you want to talk about that at some point. Yeah, no, let's get uh, into it. I guess because that's part of the tag team division. You know, you have to think about, okay, well, who takes the titles off of Cesaro and Sheamus right now? So Enzo, the last two weeks, has gotten attacked. This week, Cass was the one that was attacked. There was a gold Allegedly. chain. Allegedly. Yeah. There was right. a gold chain. There's there a, a lot of moving pieces in this, at the in this scene of the crime, if you will. Um, yeah. Oh, I will. There's a new there's Cass... a new possible suspect in Big Show. Yeah, that that was actually pretty cool. I'm, I wonder if that's going to lead to a match because I actually kind of want to see that. Big Cass versus Big Show. Big Show yeah. Um, they showed the revival in another segment. I don't know if you noticed. Very just before just before yeah. the Enzo and Cass um, portion. But too. I still wish they didn't call attention to that though. Was it last week? I think they interviewed the revival. Yeah. Because I told you, and you yeah, hadn't yeah, noticed. Yeah. Which means that maybe a few other people wouldn't. So a few more weeks of them, like in the background, Flick would have added this level of. I so don't know. far, they didn't mention. I thought they were going to mention when they were in the background yesterday. Because yeah. to me, it stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah, I like. And it was literally the segment before Cat right, had yeah. been attacked. Right. But um, I still wish, like, the first time they didn't bring it up yet and interview them, just to kind of yeah. lay those... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then if it was them, it would be a little more of a payoff. But now if it is them, it's like, oh, well, the second See, week now, of this, like... See, that's why I'm thinking them. it might not be. Yeah, I know? don't think so either. Um, I, I mean, I really, Cass, though, because... I really think it's it's either Cass or it's Enzo. Yeah. I think I Enzo, either a... Enzo was Ugh. faking it the past two weeks or Cass was faking it this week, I think is... 
what I'm thinking. But Enzo didn't attack Cass, so Enzo would have had to have someone attack Cass, you'd have to think, right? Like, maybe if Enzo's going to become a yeah. manager, maybe, like, that person... Or if person... he hit him with something. Like, if he hit him with that big metal thing, like... Like, behind? Yeah. Yeah. I but the so. other thing with that attack was, wasn't Cass supposed to be by Enzo's side all the time? Didn't he even say that earlier yeah. in the night? Yeah. When he'd be by your side all the time. So why was he alone to get attacked? It's another thing, yeah. That's, um, that, that's the first also, thing I thought when I saw that. I was like, wait, why are they even separate? That's a good point. Another good point is thinking about... You see all these people around backstage, like, no one can be like, oh, hey, like, you're a camera guy who happens to conveniently film all of the things that should be filmed, like... Mm -hmm. Well, you would think, but I mean, apparently not. What happened? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just a wrestling thing that's been going on for years. On that note, Corey Graves kind of involved in this, kind of involved in the angle thing. There's no chance the two are connected. I'm really glad you brought that up, because I actually... That's one of the things I wanted to bring up. I brought it up. So... I, mean, I, I like, think it's unlikely, but because who has the power to control when stuff doesn't get caught on camera, like right. the GM or I you know, like we how, better tread lightly. We're bringing heavy accusations to people of power. I like how Raw is kind of going back to that, you know, like when the anonymous general manager was around or when McMahon mm-hmm. got blown up. Like they used to have these storylines that were, you know, like a whodunit kind of thing and yep. added like cliffhangers. So and... I like that Rose doing this. What I don't like, unless what you said is true, is that now all of a sudden, after a few years of not having a storyline like this, not involving like a feud with wrestlers, they have two mysteries going at the same time yeah. that were started on the same show. Enzo was attacked on the same show where Corey Graves initially left commentary. Yep. So... I do think there's a possibility, and I hope that there is a connection between the two, like you're saying. If there isn't, then I kind of wish that they didn't do these at the same time. Yeah. Because I feel like this whole angle thing, if it's leading to, like, Stephanie coming back, like, I would have devoted more time to that story and maybe held off on this one instead of having two different mysteries happening held at the same o- Held time. off on the Enzo cast. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, all right, you go from having none to, like, two. So all of a I'm sudden, hoping right. that they're connected. But if they aren't, it's a bit ambitious. if they aren't, I'm kind of annoyed because you could have gotten a few months of programming out of both of them. Mm. And now they're kind of just like wasting them. Well, but we, we don't know where it goes. We don't know what the, yeah. the case is yet. But I do find it hard to believe a text message to Angle would relate to Cass being attacked unless Corey Graves is going to enter like a general manager type w- role or yeah. something like that. Or... The way that they presented the Angle story you would tend to think they're completely separate right. from each other. Right. Because Angle's reaction was surprised. If this is true, it'll ruin me. What could that have been? Like, wait, was I behind Enzo being attacked? Right. How would you not know? Right. It doesn't... So, yeah. So, it's interesting. We'll see where it goes. Time will tell. All that shit. Uh, we talked about that. We talked about that. Neville versus Aries. Definitely a contender for match of the night. Submission match, mm-hmm. extreme rules. Yeah. Another match with too many rules. Too many rules, yeah. Should not be counted. In a submission match. No disqualification. There's, my understanding is that there's only one way to win a submission right. match. And as we all know, that way is by disqualification mm-hmm. or count out or submission. Shit, wait, that's too many. That's <laughs> right. too many. That's too many ways. Um, you just made the list. Yeah, so are the referees just idiots with the Ambrose match too? Like, Oh, the, right. The ref, like, the all of a sudden, no now Ambrose think, is, is, is... Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to think Ambrose would just run into you for... He has no motivation to do that. Mm-hmm. The refs are just idiots, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I gave <laughs> this match three and a half stars out of five. The submission match, the, yeah. The, the, which it was, it was that good. That is appropriate, in my opinion. Yeah, the rules definitely hindered it because the technical aspect of the match was good. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there a submissions match count anywhere before... 
Submissions count anywhere. Submissions yeah. count anywhere. I forgot with who. It definitely a false count anywhere is also submissions. submissions. Well, it's it's yeah, but this was like only like only. Huh. Uh, I don't know. I'm not I positive. There happened. should be. There should. There definitely been. should be. And also because in a submission match, Neville tapped out. I mean, I don't think it should have to be in the ring. Um, uh, I think there's a case to be made that it should have to be in the ring, even in a submission match. I know what you're saying, but. Because it's not an I quit match. Degeneration. In an I quit match, legacy. you can give up anywhere. But a submission match, because the submission is in the ring. So there was a United States Championship triple threat submissions count anywhere match. Jesus. Between, a lot going on there. Between Miz, Daniel Bryan, and John Morrison. And there was also a submissions count anywhere match between DX and Legacy. Oh, yeah. So it has been done before. Um I kind of wish it was done again. I guess that's what I'm getting at here. Yeah. But uh, but it was a good match. You know, Austin Aries, t- I don't know if you saw Austin Aries tweet, how he said he has to like reevaluate his career right now. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't. So, I think I heard about it. Yeah. Because I think he's better off as a heel, to be honest. Uh, he definitely is. Um, he definitely so is. So I'm hoping that maybe this leads to like a heel turn. Yeah. Because I, where do they go from here? Enter another feud? Yeah. Historically speaking. I would have him go against the Miz for the IC Championship, if you want to keep him face, personally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... Yeah, it was a good match. I mean, I don't have much to say about it. I just hope that, you know, now that TJP and Neville had their match on 205 Live, there was a pretty decisive ending. There was no shenanigans. Neville won clean with the uh, Rings of Saturn. I'm so hoping that... It's behind us, that whole yeah. TJP, uh, Austin Aries. I mean, I think they could have gotten away with a pay-per-view feud with it, but it's heel versus heel. TJP is a pretty stale character in my eyes. Yeah. He's terrible at promos. Yeah. He's a good wrestler, but... But he don't know talking good like me and you. Just and, having, like, I mean, a... Heel versus heel match isn't going to really excite many people, especially when it comes to TJP. So yeah. I like that they blew it off early. Hopefully. If off. if yeah. indeed they did. <laughs> I, love when, I love when they blow it off early. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping that, listen, I love Cedric Alexander. I'm hoping that they build. I talked to you off the air. I think they should have like a 16-man tournament to have the next number one contender kind of like at a, summer kind of like a cruiserweight like classic, cruiserweight classic style, yeah. but on 205 but on 205 live and on raw if you wanted to i would have cedric win that and i would have cedric beat neville for the cruiserweight championship eventually which okay booking. okay so so you don't think that's what is happening you don't think he's uh next in line. i think he could be definitely especially since okir tozawa is the only other option and he's tied up in this feud with titus unfortunately yeah so i, I could he's see he's tied up brand yeah that's yeah clever it's um, clever of me so now we have the fatal five way oh boy Match which in itself i mean you it, knew it was gonna be was this extreme yeah they used the chair they used the chair a, a couple chair. times yeah i don't know i would have liked a few one chair i would have liked like an actual table spot instead of like yeah. an announced table spot it was yeah. fatal five ways are no disqualification they could pretend that like it isn't sometimes but they are like they all are, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you have to be because yeah. you can't have. But it was still a good match, you know. Don't get me wrong. Um, the Joe Wyatt partnership was interesting. Yeah, someone on Bleach Report wrote an entire article about how they should be a really cool tag team together. If neither yeah, of them won that. the match, obviously. But um, I love that uh, Cole and Corey both shot Booker down right away when Booker was like, "Oh, maybe Wyatt's got Joe and some kind of like mind oh, control." Yeah. They're like, "No, no, <laughs> yeah. shut up. That's not <laughs> happening. Stop, yeah. stop with that." Um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nip I, it in the bud. I hated the booking of Roman in this match up until the last part of the match where conceivably he would have been the one to take the pinfall off if yeah. Samoa Joe. So that kind of helped. But just the way he was, even this, even the Roman Reigns Rollins match on the Go Home Show, like this is not New Japan wrestling with there's all of a sudden strong style. Seth Rollins gave a buckle bomb to Roman, uh, 
a ramen. buckle bomb. <laughs> Seth Rollins gave a buckle bomb. Ramen reigns. Uh, the Seth, ramen empire. Seth Rollins gave a buckle bomb to Roman. The same move that ended Sting's career. That yeah. injured Finn Balor. I mean, yeah. that's not supposed to be, but it's a pretty debilitating move. And Roman just gives him a Superman punch. Twice. Twice. And it happened in Extreme Rules. Maybe not that's... off of the buckle bomb. No, exactly oh, the it same did. spot. Okay. Exactly so. the same spot. It's just Raw. like, really, guys? Like, are you not learning anything right now? Like, with Roman's booking? Yeah. But again, the fact that he would have been the one to lose helped me not be as angry. But just even when he was, like, standing in the ring watching them all fight, like, a baby face wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? I like, I like that. No, I kind of like it. I think that's intentional. I like it if, like, they want him to be healed. <laughs> like, it just he just keeps doing these things that are so... He's like a tweener. I'm not a good guy. I guess. I like that. I like that moment when they... Because yeah. they had the two feuds going into the five-way. You know, because Strowman's injured, obviously. But Samoa Joe won, which was... Samoa uh, Joe won, which were you, was Were um, you expecting awesome. it? Well, based even, on the odds... After, oh, you okay. I mean, yeah. The odds kind of got me. I, I love the way they made it seem as though Baylor had Yeah, I believe And then Joe just came win, out yeah. of nowhere and scooped him with it. Just like what happened on... Uh, Raw oh, on Raw, about a week or two him, ago. Well, the same kind of thing where yeah. you just stole the victory from him. Different way, obviously. Yeah. So, uh, wow, Samojo and Brock Lesnar, that's... Yeah. I mean, I think Samojo needed this win the most. Between, yeah. He's the one who hasn't really oh, gotten much. I mean, yeah, he was Triple H's henchman. He took Seth Rollins out. He had that on his resume. Kind but of. where was he at WrestleMania? Right. Yeah. So this, he needed it, and I'm glad Definitely. that he got that much. And judging by the way the five-way played out... And then the way so far they're booking this program on Raw the night after, I feel like it's safe to say that they now know this has to be like Mm -hmm. somewhat of an actual match. It It can't just be a Lesnar squash match. Um, Especially because of the way things transpired on Raw the next night. I think that this is either tied with or beats the Festival of Friendship for the best segment of Raw of the year. Yeah. Or maybe in a while, maybe after a year. Possibly segment of the year. Um, We were texting back and forth about this, and I said to you that once Heyman stepped in the ring, I thought, all right, Joe can't let him leave. Yeah. You seemed to be surprised by that a little bit, because I guess you didn't think, like, it was necessarily necessary. Yeah, I just feel like, I mean, Samojo is a heel, so when I think about that aspect of it, okay, that makes a little more sense. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't surprised as I was maybe, I just wasn't anticipating that type of segment to come out of... You know what I mean? Like, yep, to come right like, off the heels of the wind. I didn't necessarily think that like, Samojo had to attack him. It did cross my mind. Yeah. But, um, yeah, God, Heyman getting choked out was... Even the way he sold it, he was like canatonic, yep. like limp. Uh, definitely helped elevate Samoa Joe a lot. And, and just you have the, to imagine him and Brock it, are going to have a physical confrontation next oh, week. Oh, they have to. They Brock's going to gonna be on a rampage next yeah. week, and you know Joe's going to be there. They have to. Yeah, They're gonna, so they, I hope exciting. they have a crazy pull apart. Yeah. But yeah, the way it went down on Raw, very cinematic, especially the way it played out. Joe dropped the mic. Yeah. Just, only the camera picked up what he said, and he just described what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, kind of respectfully, just like, this is going to happen. Kind of like a serial killer. And yeah, oh my God, so good. He's like, like tapping him on the head. He's yeah. making sure he's paying attention, and he's like, everything's going to go black. Your vision's going to get fuzzy. And then I want you to describe, like, only you can to Brock what it's going to feel like when I do that to him. Awesome. Just and I gotta tell absolutely you, segment of the year, in my opinion. I think Paul Heyman had a lot to do with that segment, too. I'm not saying that's above Samoa Joe's capabilities. To no, no, yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, But I think Paul Heyman probably contributed yeah. to it, yeah. Um, so and I'm, I'm sure really was perfectly excited. happy to do that. Yeah, I'm really excited for the match. Um, I hate to say that it's like Great Bulls of Fire, because of course they have... Because the, that name is terrible. And they I'm have with the, you. Of course they have the theme song, you know. Of course. Great Bulls of Fire is a horrendous name. Despite that, they're using it. 
that said, yeah, you gotta have the song. It made no sense otherwise. I think the entire reason. Dude, how about that logo? Did you see that logo? With the penis, yeah. The cock and balls. Yeah. What are you, blind? It's a cock and balls! Between like Randy not... Orton's snake yeah. and now this, we are... Snake semen? Phallic. WWE Creative <laughs> is in a very phallic mood. <laughs> I will say that the promo... Did you see the commercial for Great Balls of Fire? Like, the old school, like... Yeah. I did kind of like that, like, the theme. It was okay. It'd be cooler if they had, like, unique arena setups, not, like, the same thing. Yeah. Because they could have, like, a really cool, like, drive-in thing, but that's just the way my mind works. Yeah, yeah. But, um, it definitely... The, the commercial definitely shook my nerves and yeah. rattled my brain. Um, How long do you think the match goes with Brock and Samoa? Brock and the region of Samoa. Yeah. I hope at least 20. Really? I just, I don't know. I want them, I want Brock to just once do a match that isn't all Germans. Like, he could do so much more. Like, we've seen yeah. him have five-star classics. Kurt Angle. Zid Gemmins. Benoit. Like. Yeah. I just hope that they let him do more than. Do more than that, yeah. That. So, um, but I'm excited. Yeah, man. I'm excited. I, I hope the match lives up to its potential because, really, the sky's the limit as far as that goes. I think we did it. That about concludes our Extreme Regulations Review Seminar. Yes. Thanks so much for joining us um, for Wishful Booking. My name is Liam McNulty. You can catch me on Twitter, at RealHugeActor. It's because of how clever I am. And my name is Jimmy Moorcraft, and you can catch me on Twitter, at Dr. Moorcraft, and that's because I want to be a doctor of psychology one day. You're a Twitter doctor. And a Twitter doctor as well. The main thing is what I said. Absolutely. I'm a real huge actor, not some wannabe doctor. Right. (laughs) Uh, We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Later, guys.